There's no toilet paper in the world. People are self-quarantining and drinking Corona when they don't even like Corona. Is it the apocalypse? I don't know. But this is the Corona Chronicles. Day 24. How is everybody feeling? How is everybody doing? Anybody else going crazy? Yesterday, I kept saying, like, I just feel like I'm waiting for something and I don't know what it is. And I just had that feeling and it, it spiked in, like, anxiety at one point and... I just need projects. <laughs> I need projects to keep me busy, and I certainly have plenty of stuff at home. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, hey guys, my name's Caitlin. I am a high-risk coronavirus uh, negative. I don't know how to put it. I'm at a high risk to get it. <laughs> so I stay home a lot now, and I have not left the house in a very long time except to go for a walk. Um, we are a military family. My husband has not had to take a coronavirus test, though he has been quarantined. Um, and he's still expected to go to work starting next week for a couple days, a week. So fun times. And of course, we have our little four-legged baby, Chewy, who lives up to his name, though we did not plan on that. And no, it's not short for Chewbacca. It is short for Chulises. Yes, we are nerds. So welcome to the podcast, The Corona Chronicles. Yes, I have recorded every single day consecutively for, what is this, day 24, I think? We're almost at a month of, of listening to my voice. Jeez. So what are we talking about today? You know, I am prepared. <laughs> I am not making this up as I go, I promise. I'm just waking up from finishing my coffee, which, oh, it was a bummer this morning, you guys. I did the Nespresso Caramel Pod, and I threw in a splash of vanilla syrup, and I just don't think I put enough of that, that or it clashed too much, and then I used Fairlife Milk, and I had the bright idea of warming that up and adding it to my coffee. And I don't know if it's because it's not like real milk, but it just, it was not what I was hoping my coffee would be. So off to a little bit of a rocky start. It's an adventure. So in the process of waking up, but I'm here coming to you today from our living room, which is in decent condition. I could tidy up a little bit in here, uh, but fairly minimalist, which if you listened to the podcast a couple of days ago, you know that I'm back to being intrigued by by minimalism. It seems every time we're in a situation where we're having to stay put or stay home, I always seem to get the urge to purge stuff. Just declutter my life, declutter what I have control over. It gets really bad when I go to like my family's house or, or really good friend's house that I consider almost like family. And they just have so many things. And I just have the urge to purge and my husband has to reel me in because it's not my home and it's not my things and I don't have control over it. So thankfully, 
I have a husband who also is intrigued by minimalism. And so when we can, we do like to do a good purge. So I'm coming to you from the living room. So if it sounds a little bit different, it is absolutely different acoustics in here than in our bedroom. But Sean's hanging out in there with Chewy right now. And quite frankly, I need to be able to adapt. So when I checked in with him, I said, you know, if you're going to hold him in there, I'm going to go ahead and record out here. And of course, him being super sweet, he said, oh, if you like recording in here, you can do that. I'll go out there. To which I responded with, no, I need to be able to adapt. Part of the the joy of podcasting and, and this kind of um, media creation, which I seem to be drawn to, uh, I need to be able to do wherever I am. So that means not always being able to utilize the spaces I want to utilize. So how do I work around that? How do I make do? And if the only thing that's really an obstacle right now is acoustics, well, you know, that's pretty easy. Um, so we'll see if there's enough padding in here. I mean, there's curtains. There's a basket of blankets over there. Uh, and then I'm sitting in a big old chair with some blankets. So let me know if the acoustics are all right, if they're not good. But let's settle into today, into today's topic. Today... I have hinted about it for two episodes now. I dropped a clue in yesterday's episode. Dropped some clues on Instagram. We're going to talk about the idea of a clean influencer. Yes, that is apparently a word to describe quote unquote influencers of cleaning. So, we're going to Google. In real time, clean fluencer. And we're going to talk about what that means, um, why is that appealing, and also share a couple, or at least share one of my favorite ones. So when you type in clean fluencer, there is no real definition. Vogue did an article about them, or Vogue Australia did an article about Clean Fluencer, Harper's Bazaar did an article last year about the rise of clean fluencers. Um, so let's just, let's see what Harper's Bazaar had to say about them. They aim to de-stress by decluttering and have an army of loyal fans. All right. I like to de-stress and I love to declutter. You guys just heard me talk about my urge to purge. Um, with things such as Marie Kondo having an effect on our culture Everyone is definitely jumping on that bandwagon, it seems like. Those are my words, not the article's words. Um, But clean fluencing has hints and tips on how to maintain the perfect Instagrammable home. Not interior advice, but rather decluttering decluttering and hiding. So, I'm going to disagree with that statement a little bit. I don't believe that... There we go. I don't believe that has to be an Instagrammable home. I personally have been drawn to clean influencers that are just showing that it's showing their process, showing their tips and tricks of just how to maintain a clean environment. Sure, a lot of these are, you know, stay-at-home moms and they have kids and 
uh, like they they were searching for an outlet to to have a job and make money while being able to stay at home. And as a military spouse, obviously super appealing. I don't have kids except for my fur baby. But who knows, one day I might and I, with my health issues, absolutely want to be able to stay home and not have to worry about leaving to go to work. I swear, if you can hear my dog, I apologize. If not, you don't even know he's barking right now. But I I forget how I stumbled across the first person that I really discovered uh, on YouTube was a user called LoveMeg09, I believe is her name. And I mean, that's not her name. Her name is Meg. But I forget how many years ago she started her channel and it just sort of evolved more into this cleaning mom lifestyle. And... I, I don't know why I was drawn to it. I personally, before watching her channel, have definitely been big into cleaning. With my health issues, cleanliness is super important. And not just personal hygiene, but my home hygiene. I don't know if that's a phrase, but it is now. Um, but just maintaining a good, healthy environment. And now you throw coronavirus into the mix and it's like, ugh, I need to live in Fort Knox. So, growing up, I didn't always feel like, as a whole, my house and my household was, like, the cleanest it could be, Um, but not my home, not my problem kind of feeling, Um, and I also just didn't take cleaning as seriously until I became older and started living on my own and going to college, and somewhere along the line, I developed this love of cleaning and organizing and not having an excess of things, Um, though I am guilty in some areas, which we'll talk about, but I was just, I'm drawn, I'm drawn to watching it. I will say that um, from what I have gathered from research and other videos, that a lot of People who watch these clean influencers will put it on in the background as just some white noise. So it's like someone's there with them while they're doing whatever in the day. Um, I always seem to find I can't just put it on as white noise. Like I'm going to watch it even though it's mostly sped through cleaning footage. I usually will sit and take the time and watch their video. I... I'm not good at multiple stimuluses. So if I'm trying to clean and have that on the background, I'm going to be torn. I'm not going to be cleaning 100% out. I'm not watching 100% out. And I I absolutely believe that if someone is going to take the time to create something, that it's only fair to give your attention to it. I would hope the same if I ever chose to do something like that. And I've been... Not a social media creator, but as an actor in what feels like a previous life, I mean, I wanted people to to watch my work. Absolutely. So I got hooked on Love Mag. I wasn't sure how I'd be able to relate since I don't have kids. And she has some videos on homeschooling. And But the reality is I'm, I don't feel much different. I feel like I can actually relate on a lot of things. 
Uh, I'm a military spouse, so statistically, military spouses have low unemployment or high unemployment rates. We're not even going to bring it into the sphere of coronavirus and just how extreme the overall unemployment rate is right now. We're not even going to touch on that. But military spouses on their own in normal times do have a higher unemployment rate. I've current or I've currently I've been unemployed now for about two years, I believe. I quit my job that I was very grateful to have found when we moved to Florida a handful of three years back now. Um, I went from working for myself back in Virginia to working for a resort company. And I could tell it was taking a toll on my health, both mental and physical. And then it just timed out with needing to get uh, some dental work done. So I quit. Uh, not on a whim, but after many discussions discussions and many uh, conversations where my husband suggested that be a good option. So I've been unemployed for a couple of years looking for the next thing. One thing that I've realized in the past couple of years is just how important and necessary someone like me, military spouse, handicap, how important it is for me to work for myself if I can help that, but more importantly, be able to work from home slash work from anywhere. So, clean fluencers. Does that not seem like a natural title or job for someone like me? That's the question. I don't expect you to answer it, but I know that I offer a different, unique perspective. I haven't seen anybody, maybe I just haven't dove deep enough into YouTube, but I haven't seen anybody that offers a perspective of like, this is imperative to my health. (laughs) I'm not doing this for my family. I'm not doing this for my kids. Like, No, this is just normal tidying up homemaker, but more importantly, I need to do this for my own health. Um, So I feel like there's a possible niche that that I could satisfy uh, because I know I'm not the only one, but I also want to be able to motivate. That was something that I saw in an interview that Meg had done and very fair question was presented to her and it was you know what's what do people take away from this like what are what do people get out of watching you clean your own home it's not like you're going to someone's home and benefiting them that way what is the takeaway and she brought up uh, a really great point that it's just therapeutic obviously therapeutic for herself cleaning maintaining a clean home I know I find cleaning to be very therapeutic purging therapeutic Uh, but she said she got messages from people saying that it's helped them with postpartum depression it's helped to motivate them to clean it's helped them to realize that a lot of cleaning can be very doable um, and deep cleaning doesn't have to be scary Um, so 
you know, I love helping friends. I love giving advice. I'm starting to feel like it's it's a good idea. So what's my hang up? Why haven't I started? What's holding me back? I could say it's a camera. I know we have two uh, DSLR cameras. One of which, when you autofocus, it just makes a loud, annoying noise. The other, I haven't really played with any video settings. But then I've got my phone. So to get started, sure, I've got something I could record on. I've got a computer to edit on. I've got a microphone to voice over with. So I can't really blame it, the hesitation on the technology. Again, what's holding me back? Is it motivation? No. I've got tons of great ideas from 10-minute speed-through cleanups to uh, deep cleaning certain items to spring cleaning series to when we have to move, doing a pack-up series to a moving series to a moving-in series. I mean, I've got plenty of ideas for material, especially if I'm looking at posting like once a week in the beginning. So that doesn't terrify me. The time to edit doesn't terrify me. Um, so again, what's holding me back? Well, to be totally honest, it's how I look. I, I stopped acting because I didn't fit the roles that I used to get cast in. I gained weight because of health issues, not by choice. And unfortunately, these health issues, um, there's there hasn't been much answers or um, workable solutions to get myself to be, um, to look the way that I would prefer to look. Um, So I'm doing a lot of uh, work on self-acceptance, not so much body positivity, but self-acceptance, body acceptance. And so that's kept me from acting. And at first that kept me from acting. And then couple that with my memory loss issues. Um, But now I go, I don't know if I feel comfortable putting myself on camera. That's why I did a podcast for the Corona Chronicles. Because I wouldn't have to show my face, show my body. Um, And it's safer. It's safer to just be a voice behind the curtain. There's less for people to judge, less for people to comment on. Um, and so the fear of putting myself visually on camera is what's holding me back. And I need to somehow, I don't need to, but I would like to get over that fear. Because the reality is there are many women like me. Yes, we all know there's women of all shapes and sizes. Um, and everyone has a story, so you Yes, I am guilty of judging a book by its cover, but I have practiced mindfulness and um, worked on my mental health to try to be better about that. So I know that there are women my size. I know that there are women in this world that have health issues that keep them from being their ideal size. I know that there's women that have tried every workout program, every diet, and things just don't seem to work, and there's no real answers. I can connect with that. I can relate with that. But what I don't do is I don't let my handicaps and my health issues get in my way of trying to maintain a normal life. I've always been the the employee at work that had to keep my mouth shut when I would hear someone 
totally healthy, totally fine, no real health issues, you know, complain, I've been on my feet all day, my back hurts. I have to keep my mouth shut because what they're feeling is absolutely valid, valid for them. But what they don't realize is there's me with severe scoliosis on my feet just as long, but have like chronic back pain. And so when it flares up, it's really bad, but I don't let it hold me back. I don't use my handicaps as a crutch, as an excuse. And I've always had an issue with people who do that. So I'm trying to carve out work for myself that is that my handicaps don't get in the way, that I can almost use my handicaps in a positive way, that allows me to work from home because as a military family, we are we move pretty much every three years. We'll see what this coronavirus does because we're we're due to move soon, but. That's that's another story for another day uh, when there's actually information available on that. But I want to be able to work wherever and um, I want to be able to motivate. The biggest thing I miss from acting in plays is the ability to inspire. Not just to get up on stage and get over stage fright. And that, I don't mean that inspire, but... Though I'm happy if that that is the takeaway. Um, But more so to put a message out there, the message of the play, and have someone take away something from that. To offer a new perspective, to open their mind, to make them question, to start conversation. I want to be able to do that again. But I, I do recognize that I don't think at this time going back to acting is the answer. It's, it's very much feeling like a stronger, that was a chapter in my life that that book needs to close and I'm ready to start a new one. So my goal is to figure out how to get over that fear. I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to do it because it's definitely a fear I've been holding on to now for a few years, um, but I feel motivated and that's that's big. I haven't felt this motivated over something in a while. And I also know the first step, just like with this podcast, is to just do it. Try to film an episode. Practice editing. Practice voiceover work on a video. Practice uploading. Start to learn the ins and outs of YouTube and SEOs and what works, what doesn't work. Just do it and learn as you go. I'm having to shed more and more of my perfectionist attitude and just accept and do. So my goal is to get over my fear. And within the next month, I'd like to put up my first episode. That's the goal. Because within the next month, I will have recorded the Corona Chronicles every single day for a month. Um, so that's a great benchmark of success and it'll give me some time to continue to work on my fear and also give me some time to plan out a bit. I'm learning a lot from watching other queenfluencers and reading articles and I I need to move on from the analysis stage. I don't want to get stuck in analysis paralysis. I need to just do And if you need to hear that for yourself, 
Stop waiting for things to be perfect. Stop waiting for a, a, a major sign. Stop waiting for having all the right tools and just do it. Don't waste time. Don't waste your life. Just just do it. Just try. You'll never know if it's going to work or if it's something that you'll even like unless you try it. So that's my takeaway. I'm going to wrap it up here because we're... This might be the longest podcast now. But you know what? That's, the, that's appropriate to the amount of uh, excitement and inspiration that I have and motivation that I have about... <laughs> such a silly word as a clean influencer. Um, I will come at you guys tomorrow like a spider monkey. Cause you guys know we do we there is no we. I mean there's me, myself, and I, but that's not a we. Um I bring you guys new episodes every single day, updating you on my life, my family's life, how we're doing with the coronavirus, how we're viewing the world. Uh, you can show support by interacting with me on my Instagram at Caitlin Dargy. Um, you can also show monetary support by heading over to www.com backslash Caitlin dash Dargy one. Um, and that's, that's my main podcast landing page, essentially, even though this podcast is available on most podcast streaming platforms, uh, as per usual, you guys make sure you're staying safe. Make sure you're staying sane. Take care of your physical health, your mental health. Make sure you've got a face mask, even if it's your do-it-at-home bandana face mask. Use soap, overhand sanitizer. Keep six feet away from people when you go out and about. If you're even allowed to go out and about, don't be breaking the law. Don't be breaking rules. Reduce the amount of grocery trips and errands that you're running to once a week if you can help it and send as little people, amount of people as possible. And also try to avoid groups of 10 or more and even even more extreme than that. If you can just avoid being in extra groups with extra people, even if it's less than 10, just don't. I know we're not Wuhan and we're not on a severe 30-day lockdown I know they're out of theirs, but we're not anything as severe as that. But let's not make it a point to have to get there. That's about it. I think that's my spiel. If anything, I think this is the most structured, well put together episode. And now I'm screwing it up here at the end. So see you guys tomorrow. Bye.